This program is part of Film Geek Radio. Visit filmgeekradio.com for more great shows. Hi everybody, Andrew Johnson here. We've got a great show lined up for you. Joining me in the studio today is Monica Castillo. That's not your intro. I'm sorry, Monica. I thought we were talking about Harry Carey, the Will Ferrell character from Saturday Night Live. Oh, no. Is that not what we're talking about today? Oh, man. You might be more far gone than I am. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Hey, movie addicts. Welcome to Cinema Fix. This is your stop for the purest, highest quality movie reviews on the block. Uh, as always, you can subscribe to the show on iTunes or email us at cinemafix at filmgeekradio.com. And you can also now call and leave us a voicemail at 336-793-2509. We would love to hear from you. Uh, this is episode number 69 of Cinema Fix, focused on the movie Carrie. If you're new to the show, basically this is the program on Film Geek Radio focused on in-depth discussion of mainstream blockbuster films. We are here to satisfy your addiction to quality conversation about the movies, and each week we release an episode in two parts. The first part, which you're listening to right now, is a 10-minute long spoiler-free review of the film. That way you can get an idea of what we thought about it and whether or not it's worth your time to check out. And the second part is a much more in-depth analytical discussion that does contain spoilers. So if you've already seen Carrie and you would appreciate that type of conversation about what works and what doesn't, definitely listen to part two. Monica, before we get started, uh, we got a little bit of feedback from a listener named George. Hi, George. He commented on the website and sent us an email, uh, and he was referring all the way back to the episode we did on This Is The End. He he pointed out that when we were talking about This Is The End, we brought up the Left Behind books, and, uh-huh. and you said something like, oh, well, only people in the South know about that. And so George was wondering, like, he wants to know a little bit more about us. Like, do we live in the South? Well, Andrew, do you live in the South? (laughs) I do live in the South, kind of. I live in North Carolina. (laughs) It's below the Mason-Dixon line. It counts. Yeah, I've I've lived all over. I've lived in different countries, but for for most of the past decade, I've lived in North Carolina, and that's where most of my family lives. All right, don't brag. Yeah. Um, I am an expat of the great state of Florida. So you, as you can imagine, I came up to Boston in this liberal bastion and have not wanted to budge out since. So <laughs> I'm a Southern transplant, so I still say y'all from time to time. And I totally qualify fried chicken as a breakfast food. As you should. And, oh, man, biscuits and gravy. Oh, don't get me started. And barbecue? Oh, man. Oh, Man. Love it. <laughs> but yeah, George, uh, we, we both consider ourselves from the South, even though we've kind of moved all over. But thank you for listening. And we were flattered that you actually wanted to know more about us. More questions. Ask me anything. <laughs> all right. Well, let's talk Carrie. Monica, why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners uh, what this movie is about, just in case somehow they don't know. In case you missed the last 40 years of pop culture... This movie was directed by Kimberly Pierce, based on the book by Stephen King. Chloe Grace Moretz stars as Carrie White, a high school senior who is bullied by her classmates and lives under the oppressive rule of her ultra-religious mother, played by Julianne Moore. 
She starts to develop strange telekinetic powers, however, and it isn't long before she's learning to stand up for herself in often violent ways. Will prom night be the best night of her life, or just a nightmare for everyone else? Dum-dum-dum. That sounds intense. As it should be. All right, here's a clip. You go to your closet. No, Mama. Go to your closet and pray. Okay, Monica, this is yet another retelling of the, the story of Carrie, which began as a book by Stephen King. It was adapted into a film by Brian De Palma in 1976. There was a TV movie uh, version in 2002, I believe. And now here we are in 2013 with yet another film adaptation of Carrie. What did you think of this film? I think I was more afraid of wearing the same dress as another girl at my prom than I was of this Carrie. I think a lot of the thematic elements are taken out. I think it's weak. I think it's just a shoddy remake of De Palma's classic. And I watched De Palma's classic the night before watching the remake. And boy, was that a mistake. Well, I think you're wrong. <laughs> well... Not about the De Palma film being superior. The De Palma version is the superior film version of this story. However, I don't think it's quite fair to completely write off Kimberly Pierce's version here. I, I think the biggest problem with this movie is that it doesn't feel like another adaptation of the Stephen King book, which, which I will admit I have not read. But I do know that there are some things in the book that are not present in either film. I think the biggest problem with this movie is that it does feel like almost a scene-by-scene -scene recreation of the De Palma movie. Yeah, there's exact shots lifted from De Palma's film. Right, right. I, I heard one critic say something to the effect of that, that Kimberly Pierce does to De Palma in this movie what De Palma did to Hitchcock in the original film. <laughs> Which is an interesting point, because De Palma really cribbed a lot from Hitchcock. Yeah, but he added a lot of other things, like the side-by-side -side, um, split frame. Right. made it, like, his own style. And I think a lot of his lighting that he used, just for the prom sequence, for instance, was very much out of the 70s, almost saturated in color. Right, I think... The, the main problem with this Kimberly Pierce film is that it's impossible to talk about without also talking about the De Palma film, just because they are so similar. And they both share a writer, uh, Lawrence Cohen, the guy who wrote the screenplay for the 1976 film, is a credited co-writer on this film. Now, is he accredited, or are they just using a lot of the script? Because there are exact monologues that are almost lifted exactly word for word verbatim right and i was wondering if that was from the stephen king book or is that from the screenplay like at what point does 
do we start differentiating the genetics of this? I'm not sure. It could be that he actually did work heavily on both scripts, or it could just be that they stole from the original script so much they had to credit him. I don't know. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And if it's a classic, don't reshoot it. How's that? That that could work. Yeah, I could see why you would say that. Because one of my favorite films is The Thing. And that's a remake from a 1950s movie. Right. But it's done so radically different and adds things that they're dealing with now in that time, in the 80s. It becomes its own film. And we're going to get into this more in part two, Monica, but I don't think that Kimberly Pierce's version of Carrie is a complete travesty. I really wanted to like it, too, because... I'm Team Kim Pierce, but man, she did not give me a lot to love here. I think that structurally and on a script level, it's a much neater film than De Palma's version. I think that it flows a lot better. I think that the supporting characters in particular are a lot more well-defined in this version than they are in the De Palma film. The problem is Carrie White, played by Chloe Moretz in this version, feels like a completely different character in this movie than she did did in the De Palma film. The problem is the events play out largely the same, and it just doesn't quite mesh. You've got a different type of character in the middle of these same events, and Mm -hmm. it doesn't deviate enough from from the narrative of the De Palma film to really make an impression. And I would argue the way that she goes about her powers is what helps cripple the film because this scariness of it is the out of controlness of the De Palma film is not found here because here you see her honing her skills and that sort of thing. And well, I, I definitely want to fight with you about the supporting characters as well. So I feel like we're going to have to go straight into part two very soon. Well, I disagree with you about changing the character, about that being a flaw. I actually think that what they do to Carrie in this movie is very interesting, and it does bring up some more interesting thematic issues. The problem is, again, the film doesn't really deviate enough from the De Palma film to fully explore those issues. There are a lot of good ideas here that just aren't allowed to be fully fleshed out, and that's the main problem. I think if people go into this without having seen the De Palma movie, they will enjoy it, and it's it's a fine movie on its own. It just it doesn't have the stylistic distinctiveness or that emotional oomph of the De Palma movie. That's mainly what it's lacking. Which is a big thing to lack, sir. It lacks a heart and soul. Well, I wouldn't go that far, but (laughs) I, I think on a script level, there are some improvements, but from a stylistic perspective, that directorial touch that really distinct touch isn't there to back up those those small changes and those improvements. So it's a messy movie. I liked it. I don't think it's a total travesty. You gave it a B plus. I gave it a B plus. I did, yes. Unforgivable. I think it's a good film. Not a great film. That is overrated, sir. But a good film. Nope. If I had to, to re-grade it, I don't know if I'd give it a B plus. I might give it a B. Oh, God, that's so passing. That's like that. That's not even needs improvement. I would never give this film below a B minus, and I would never give it above a B plus. It's an maybe average film. I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go that far. I think it's it's doing some interesting things, and by sticking so close to the De Palma version, even though that is a main flaw, it's also creating an interesting dialogue with that film, which I found intriguing. And it's bringing up some other issues that that I movie think it's didn't just touch on. Cashing in on the fact that you know people our age, supposedly under thirty, set may not have come across Carrie originally, and now going to be get taken out advantage of because we don't automatically go to older films. 
Well, a movie can be a cash grab and still be interesting. So that's that's going to be my defense. I think that there's stuff to talk about with this movie. I think there's interesting things that it does well. Mm. So I would recommend that people consider going to see it or at least renting it, especially if you're interested in the Carrie story and seeing that played out on film. Sure, if you're a completist or if you love Julianne Moore or Chloe Grace Moretz, go right ahead. But I don't think it's the, worth the 11 $12 to go see it. It's a well-made film, and the performances in this movie, I think, are very well done. No? You disagree? I have issues. We shall get into them. <laughs> <laughs> I think that Chloe Moretz does a really fantastic job as I Carrie. think she's totally wrong for the role. I think that Julianne Moore is also very good. Julianne Moore could make a standstill performance in the middle of Times Square seem invigorating and engaging. Yeah, because she's great. Because she's amazing. Yeah. So I again I think it's a well made movie. I don't So that's think, that's I not that's not a well made movie. That's like that's just a good actor turning in her work. Well yeah, and that's good. I would much rather see that than a bunch of awful actors <laughs> trying to recreate the De Palma film. Uh it still seems cheap. You gotta give it a little bit of credit here. Yeah, I give it a D plus. <laughs> Needs improvement. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that that'll wrap it up for part one of our discussion of Carrie. Uh, be sure to tune in to part two uh, for a much more in-depth look at the film when we will be really getting into it. We will be arguing about it and really talking about what works and what doesn't. It might get violent. It might get a little violent. Yes, yes. And we, ha- we have a, a we're going to be bringing a guest on and I'm pretty sure it's going to be you two against me. So of course. if I end up a bloody pulp at the end, listeners, you know why. No, we'll just you know dump why. pig's blood on you, the loser. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, don't forget to tune in next week when we will be discussing The Counselor. Uh, we would love to get your feedback on the show. You can email us at cinemafix at filmgeekradio.com or comment on the website at filmgeekradio.com. You can also call and leave us a voicemail at 336-793-2509. Uh, please call us. Let us know what you thought of Carrie. Let us know what you think of the show. And, uh, and maybe we'll play it on the air next week. You never know. Also, uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Please write us a review. That that really helps us out a lot. Whenever we uh, get a new iTunes review, that helps us get the word out about the program. That helps other people find us. So please write us a review. Uh, you can also donate to us through the website. We really appreciate your help. And don't forget to check out other great shows on Film Geek Radio, including The Thin Place, The Nerdy Projectors, and our two new shows all about television, uh, The Briefing Room, which is all about Homeland, and The Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. cast, which is all about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Monica, where can people find you online? People can find me online on Twitter and Tumblr at mcastymovies. That's M-C-A-S-T-I movies. They can also find my work reposted on the Boston Online Film Critics Association website at bofca.com. You can find some of my writing at pathios.com and moviemezzanine.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at writerandrew. If you do follow me, be sure to send me a message, let me know you're a listener, and I will follow you back. That'll wrap it up for this episode. I'm Andrew Johnson. I'm Monica Castillo. And have fun this week being high on cinema. This has been a Film Geek Radio production. Film Geek Radio! Yeah!